What up, what up, what up? Thank you for tuning in to the Swish Masters Podcast, and thank you to our sponsor, SS96. Visit ss96.net and use the promo code SWISHMASTERS for 15% off. Yeah, that's right. You heard me right. 15% off on all store items, hats, hoodies, t-shirts, whatever you need, SS96 has it. Also, don't forget to go and check out that music from Straight Stoner, produced by yours truly. You know what it is, gut gang, mobbing, sleepwalking. We out here. Thank you. What's up, man? We back, bro. <laughs> Y'all thought we forgot. We ain't forget. We ain't forget, man. What up? Welcome back, man. We back at it. <laughs> Another you season. You thought we was Basketball's gone. back. Switchmaster's back. Yep. Just had to take a little break. The NBA players taking a little break. We took a little break. Had some things moving. You know, but we here. We here, man. I'm so excited for this season, man. So excited. Oh, yeah. There's a lot that we're going to get into, too. A whole lot. Oh, yeah. A lot of a lot of new changes out here in the, in the league and the basketball world, man. So I'm excited to get back to it. Excited to get back playing myself too. So. That's what's up. Yeah. So, without further ado, let me go ahead and let's go ahead and get into it. Today, got several things on the docket today. First of all, first we want to do kind of a buy or sell type thing. You know, you're buying or selling what these players are saying at NBA Media Today. There were a lot of quotes. That went kind of viral. And I'm really interested to yeah. see what you think about some of these quotes, man. Oh, yeah. I really am. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it, man. Yeah, yeah. then we'll do a season preview, and then that's it. That's it. That's what we got. So, some of these quotes were very, <laughs> very, very interesting, man. Oh, yeah. First of all, have you have you seen Zion recently? I have. Yeah, what you, what you think about Zion right now? Man, Zion looks like a completely new person almost. I saw the side by side from uh, I guess it was maybe last year or two years ago, whenever he last was like playing and, and you know in uniform. And another picture, same jersey, same everything. He's looking a lot healthier, bro. Like, just from the basketball standpoint, he's toned up. And I think, um, I think this is going to be super exciting to see a 
slim down, conditioned, very much like ready for the season Zion, bro. Like it's it's that's exciting to see. I think we touched on it like the very last video we talked about with him uh, and his new contract, bro. Like Zion looks, he looks good, man. Like I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him and the Pelicans this year, especially now with him, CJ, Brandon Ingram. Alvarado, like they and they have a little young talented group, so I'm looking forward to it, bro. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> uh, imagine how far they went with them without him, you know. Yeah, I'm just glad to see him finally back. So the quote that he said was, you know, I'm in the gym. We don't have the sound bites, first of all, right now, but in the future we'll try to have sound bites for y'all. But he says I'm in the gym and something happens and I'm like, oh man. I can really do that. That's different. So basically, he says he feels like he's at his best right now. So, are you buying or selling? As Zion said. I'm buying it, man. I, I think that him saying that type of statement, I'm, oh, I didn't know I could do that. And we've seen the things that he can do prior to this, like, you know, body transformation. I think that is scary almost, even if, if if you think about it, like Zion was what, 285 last year? He's what, six, 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 seven? And the kid is like super powerful, 40 plus vertical, and he can do multiple things on the floor. He can handle, he can shoot a little bit. And if he's saying that, he's, his, his ceiling is not even within range then so i'm, I'm the buying it and he roof. looks <laughs> the ceiling is that there is no ceiling <laughs> at this I was, point i was playing michael jordan I'm looking at <laughs> oh remember you said that the ceiling is there <laughs> <laughs> no it was some i'm oh, no, i it was something nobody my fault you go ahead man. i'm i'm getting off topic here but you may be think about another quote real quick the other day um i was reading something and it was from an interview that mj did and they asked if it was i think it may have been like lebron's cleveland team that won the chip they asked mj do you think that your bulls could beat lebron's calves in a seven game series and he said yeah by like three points and they asked him why so close he was like, well, most of us are almost 60 and they just won a championship. So I think it'll be pretty close. <laughs> I was uh... like, this dude, he's <laughs> Michael Jordan's so cocky. He's saying, oh, we can beat them. He And I, I firmly believe that he and his head is like, all right, at this moment, I'm 60 years old talking about playing LeBron and winning. <laughs> Legit winning. So, but anyway, Zion. My fault. Oh, I got Drew on my man. My Uncle Drew. And that crew, bro. Yeah. Turn up the streets. Yeah. And that's basically what you said. That's what my that's what that reminded me of. That's that's crazy though. I still haven't watched that actually. Now I think about it. Nah, it you can't no, nah, you you lying right now. No, I, I have not you, watched You haven't seen Uncle Drew. No. Really? Um no. I have not. <laughs> I've, I've seen clips. I think my little brother Dang. watched. But you seen Space Jam too? 
I'm fine with you not seeing Space Jam too. I was about to. My issue would have been no way you seen Space Jam too, but not Uncle Drew. But you didn't see Space Jam too. I'm good. Right. I haven't seen either one, but um, go ahead, man. We gotta talk about wife... that though, man. We gotta, we gotta talk about that, man. Okay. I think my wife watched it actually, and she watched it without me. Shame on you, Nikki. But that's it. Uh, it's all good. I'm, 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 I'm gonna catch it. I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I got HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, so you mind what you said, right? I am. I'm, I'm buying what Zion talking about. I, I think like if looking at that, looking at him, and what what it looked like a couple years ago, I'm buying, bro. I think he, I think he legit has transformed and is in a and his in his best place right now. And honestly, like I'm 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 sold on it because when he last it. His last season, like fully playing, he was an all-star. And he was averaging like I don't know, like twenty-eight and seven. So he's saying, Oh, this I've I'm doing stuff that I didn't know I could do. And looking at his transformation and I, I believe he's at his best right now. And I think that that's it's gonna be scary hours in New Orleans. Like it's gonna be fun. For real. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it. Uh, he he looks really good. He I seen some dunks that he was doing. He seemed like he dunked with ease. I'm I'm gonna buy with Zion. I'm gonna buy it. Don't let me down though. That's all I'm asking. Oh, yeah. Don't let me down though. All right, this next room one for is you, Zion. Uh, let's go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, this next one is Lakers related. To all you Lakers fans out there. This, when I heard this quote, man, I was like, nah, no way. So basically, again, I wish I had sound. But Pat Beverly told a story about Russell Westbrook. <laughs> This is back, um, based on what he said, his timeline, this is back when Russ was um, playing for the Rockets. Based on what Pat Bev said. Um, basically, Russ came over to him and was like, I got your sister tickets to the game right here on front row, right? Mm-hmm. Bev wasn't paying attention to what he was saying at first, but he looked back, he saw that, that was, that's what's up. And that was a good move, that's a real move, so. And apparently their relationship has been cordial. And now Patrick Beverly is saying, what's well, so Westbrook is my best friend. Huh. Buying or selling. Ooh. This one is a um this one is a little tough to really buy or sell because it's Patrick Beverly, and there's no there's no slight to Pat Pat Bev at all. It's just that I, from the beginning of seeing, I I, I told you like I do not like the Pat Bev Russell Westbrook combo. I think that um, 
but but I I legit do believe you know that Russell Westbrook is is generous dude a nice nice dude and at, at, at his core and he would he would do that you know what I mean like to be able to get somebody tickets to the game like a, a, a close family member or somewhere you know I, I feel like he would do that type of thing but it's also hard to believe he would do for 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 Pat Bev especially at that time when they were like well they they obviously weren't teammates and they may not have I feel like their beef may have like not been so hot at the time but um I I just don't know if like he would be they would be friends like at that time but I think that now like from what I've seen they I've seen the clips of them talking and 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 practicing together I, I think that they're getting along but I'm gonna sell it because that can change after you know you get into the season and you're playing in a game you're losing or you're winning whatever like things happen tempers flare people change and there's nothing wrong with that i just i don't i don't know how to feel about that pat bev and russell westbrook thing i, I need to see it work before i can like oh i'm gonna buy into this and honestly the lakers as a whole we'll get into that before i buy into any laker <laughs> merchandise or any anything they're selling i'm gonna sell that for now yeah you know i'm selling this man i don't care i mean listen i believe him i believe the story though i believe the story is true and respect for us went up based on him doing that but when i think about the history i don't know man Beverly played through the whistle that caused Russ to kind of get hurt during that playoff run. Uh, I don't know. There's just so much more evidence of them going at it than just that. You know? I've seen the mean mugging they were doing. Like, I've seen that. So, yeah. I'm a. I believe his story. I think it's cool. But I agree with you, man. That's not gonna. It's probably not gonna last long. If it does, props to them. Props to them for sure. Like, because this this was like a known beef for a while in the NBA. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, I'm. I'm. We'll see. I, I like you said. I I know that they had a. A long, ongoing beef for a while, and uh, I, I believe I believe in both of the dudes. That's who they are. Is who they are. Like for real, Russell Westbrook can have a, a temper as well, but I think that he's at his best, like or just at his core, like a, a re- very nice dude. And Pat Bev is is or just a real dude. Like he's gonna talk. He's gonna give his opinion. He's gonna insert himself into whatever, but that's that's legitimately who he is. So I can't like knock it at all. But we'll see. Like I said, that I have to see the actual NBA season, not preseason, not practice, not the summary, all of best friends when you know you're trying to like make it work. I'm saying like when stuff gets hard, let's see what that looks like. Cause I don't 
have enough evidence. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's go to this next one. All right. <laughs> this one kind of viral too. So Steve Nash was asked by a reporter about KD asking him to be fired. Steve Nash, <laughs> Steve said, families go through these through things like this. You go through adversity. You go through disagreements. I mean, that's true. Families do go through adversity. But I ain't have a family member trying to get me fired, though. To mess up with my money. And if a family member did do that, I still have an issue. So, it's not fixing it. That's just me. What you got? I'm with you, bro. Um, I've been in a situation with people that, you know, you think you can trust them and all of a sudden it um, it keeps on just tripping, you know what I mean? But it, um, I don't know if I legit could trust that. I feel like Steve Nash should be looking at it like, uh, I don't know. I'm not with it. You know what I mean? I, I think Steve Nash should have probably looked into But I don't know. I don't think I would have I don't think I would mess with that Steve Nash story. Like I feel like that is that's hard to to really to do. So I'm not so I'm not buying that. I think Steve Nash should be a little more upset about the KD thing. Like that's that's legit kind of trash, bro. I don't know. But um, KD is staying up. I feel like you know they can work it out if they talk. Hopefully they have talked a lot more, but. I don't know. I, I've had that kind of situation where I trusted somebody and they kind of went over my head and changed the facts up. And that's what I feel like KD did, but that's another thing I have to see played out in the season as well because it's going to be difficult, to say the least. We'll see. Steve Nash is a uh, on his way to being a good coach, but he still has a lot to prove, and hopefully they just come out and do it. They got him, KD, Kyrie back all together, Ben Simmons, and I'm sure he was upset. I'm sure he was upset about like somebody come at me about my job, over my go over my head uh, on top of that. It's kind of sluggish, bro. But you know, we'll see. Um. The Nets have a lot to, to unlock with their group, honestly. A lot of changes. The whole franchise, we talked about this before, but they have to really come out and show that they can work as a team, as an organization, because I feel like it was just so much uncertainty with the stars, with the coaching hire. Like A lot of people have got on 
Steve Nash being hired and not having any prior head coach experience. So it's kind of like a catch 22 type thing. Like, if he doesn't come out and win this season, the Nets definitely almost hit the Suns, but the Nets legit probably will not hire him or not have him back next year. And I'm not thinking that he deserves to be fired because it's not all his fault. But they have to really come out and work hard, win, be a tough contender. I think they have, they obviously have the talent. But it's just, do they have the mindset? Do they have the leadership from not just Steve Nash, not just from KD, but from ownership, from the other players that are, you know, veterans or just looked at as big players like Kyrie Irving? They have to buy into the organization that had to buy into Steve Nash and legit go from there. But, you know, I'll see when we get into this, uh, to the season. Got Royce O'Neal, I think. Who else did they get this summer? Uh, they lost Blake Griffin. But they weren't playing him anyway. They have a legit team. Like, they have a lot to prove, honestly, from star players in KD to Steve Nash as head coach to the auction group to the general manager. Because KD, KD went for everyone. He said, either get them out of there or it's me. But at the end, it just fizzled out, which was, I don't know, semi-disappointing. Because I thought that it would be, I don't know, it would be fun to see KD in this trade that he could go anywhere else in four years. I don't know, but we'll see. And yeah, if you're tuning in live, let us know, like, what you think, because... The KD thing, the KD song is just a mess this summer. Messed up a lot of stuff for the for the league and in general. Like, we'll see. But the Nets have a lot to prove. I'm not I'm not buying that for Steve Nash. I'm feeling like it was me. I was like, come on, dog. You went that far to to get what you wanted to get me out of it. Like, what's going on? It's kind of trash, bro. We'll see. Um, but do y'all think that the Nets are contending? Do y'all think Steve Nash is legit? Like over it? Oh, families? Like, I don't know. It's kind of a snake move, bro. I just don't like it. Family shouldn't do that. But, you know. We're in a day and age where we choose family, choose a tribe, and that's what they've chosen. So we'll see. Uh, also, I don't know. I'm trying to think like with Steve. If it's going to be Honestly, I'm trying to think with Steve Nash, if they aren't at the gate kind of getting it going, Steve Nash might be in trouble like midseason. 
And it's not that he's not doing a good job. I don't think that he can be that he can't be a good head coach. I just think that with this group, sometimes you need a little bit more stern leadership. Steve is like very chill. I saw him doing a lot of TikToks with his daughter this summer, which is which is dope. Nothing wrong with it. But I think just for this group, you probably need a little more sternness and dealing with so many different personalities, especially when you're talking about Kyrie Irving, you're talking about Ben Simmons now, Kevin Durant, and so many other guys that they have on the team and trying to make all those pieces work is a lot of it's a lot of work, you know what I mean? But I lose your thing. Obviously healthy. Got Kyrie, and you're gonna have Kyrie for a full season. Hopefully, you got a good chance. Ben Simmons also has taken off a year. They got a lot to prove, man. So I wouldn't buy into what he's saying, but I would be I would be keeping my eyes on them just to see how cohesive they are as a group. How Steve Nash is as a coach, and kind of go from there. I um. I do hope it works though. Like honestly. It um it just was like, hey, there's no way like I'm going over someone's head or someone goes over my head to to get me to mess with my money. You know what I mean? Like that's that's kinda tough, bro. That's that's kinda tough to to digest and then come back be like, all right, let's go to work. Like, no. <laughs> like it's like yeah. Dirty, that's that's kind of suckish. I don't know, but we will see. Yeah, I agree with Mr. Jackson. They they are they basically. I don't know. If they don't have Kyrie. Oh well, shoot. Let me see. Yeah, they lost Kyrie. They they have one toe that Kevin Durant had, but we'll see. All right, some came over from my end. Appreciate you holding down. <laughs> what you what you was on? No man? worries. What you was on? I was just rambling. <laughs> Yo, hey, my fault. No, uh, but uh, you... to my original point, Steve Nash saying oh we go through adversity and families and all that stuff no i'm not buying that like don't don't go over my head say this stuff about me trying to get me fired and then i don't get fired and i gotta come back and work with you yeah i'm gonna be kind of i'm gonna be kind of upset i'm just legit gonna be kind of upset i'm human but um like i said i i was saying that they really just have a lot to to prove like a lot is a lot of what their team is is, is lingering right now and it's, it's it has to be successful like they have to be successful in order for any of this to be legit like if I, I was saying that honestly i don't i don't think that steve nash will be around if they get off to a slow start for the season and especially now like with just all that happened from last the end of last season with the playoffs to the KD requesting a trade then trying to get everybody fired and then ended up staying it's like you really 
as an organization have to make something happen. You you gotta you can't get bounced in the first round. You can't really have a, a down season. And like Mr. Jackson said, like you you need all your players, your superstars to work to to be healthy. Not you because you could be injured away from being mid, basically, essentially. So but yeah. Most of it, I was just rambling. I was like, oh, well, let me uh, keep saying words. <laughs> but it's yeah. all good. Yeah, you got that down. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, you know, I sold it. You know, so we both selling it. If we had one more quote, but we all move on, though. Um, we're going to move on to our next topic, though, again, to this season preview. But if y'all watch me today, those are some... We don't keep tabs on those quotes that they said, though, and see what works out. We'll see the Nets are actually going to be functional this year and stuff like that. We'll see. Yeah. We'll just have to see. But um, that being said, let's go ahead and get started with our preview. So what we're going to do, you know, we said we'll do this for a while now. We're going to, like, try to preview each team. And uh, give you guys our thoughts on them and our, some of our predictions and where we think they'll stand, you know? Just basically our thoughts on the teams based on all their offseason moves. So that's basically where we're going with this right now. Um, you know what? I say we should probably start. Yeah, let's start in the East, man. Let's start in the East. All right. Let's start these. So, first team up, the Boston Celtics. Now, it was all good. Like, literally, a couple, like, how long has it been? Weeks or months or whatever? I don't know, man. Let's but, just say it was good uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> a good Maybe. two weeks ago before everyone and their mama knew who emailed who Doka was. They ain't know who he was before. They know who he is now. They know now. Yeah. They know now. So, man. I mean, think about where they were. You you made it to the finals. You signed Malcolm Brockman. And now all this mess. You signed Danilo Gallinari. And he tears his ACL. You already had Robert Williams, who was dealing with knee injuries throughout the whole playoffs. Yep, and now he got surgery again. Yep. And he's going to be out for at least a month. Yeah. And now, to top it all off, your head coach is suspended for the entire season. The season. Trouble, man. Trouble. Yep. So, you remember early on, they had to overcome some early season issues. They did it last year. Now we got to see, can you do that again as a team? Because all these are definitely issues you have to overcome. Um, yeah. So, according to NBA.com, the projected starting five is Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Robert Williams. 
Hmm. Desperate Jack Stark Five. Um, the reserve, the key reserves include, you know, Pritchard, Grant Williams, Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I feel one of the main issues last year was um, excuse me. One of the main issues last year was the playmaking. Yeah. That was the main issue last year. Um, so, you got Malcolm Brogdon. I feel like he needs to be in the starting lineup. Somehow. So, okay. You have Malcolm at the point. I say Smart is at the two. Mm-hmm. Brown is at the three. Al Horford is older this year. He's thirty. He's turning thirty-six. I think I'll be okay with him coming off the bench. So Tatum at I mean, the four. Tatum at the four. And Rob Williams at the five. But since he'll be hurt in the beginning of the season, you can definitely test his lineup out early. Since Robert Williams be out, you put Al at the five. It's true. That way, with that lineup right there. Four spaces all around. You know, uh, Marcus Smarter is not the best shooter, but he was a little bit more efficient last year. Um, so, yeah, his effective field goal percentage was over 50% mm-hmm. last year. So, he's doing better. Uh, a lot will be, a lot can be told if. Uh, if Jason Taylor has improved his playmaking, that'll be great. If Jalen Brown has improved, that'll be great. Uh, and you also got to think about how is Jalen doing, knowing that he was involved in those trade rumors. That's also yeah. an early season struggle. You have to get over. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I project them to make the playoffs for sure. Um. We'll see how Joe Mazzula does as a head coach. Um, but yeah, they they should make the playoffs. And they should yeah. get at least to the second round. They should. We just have to see how it goes. Yeah, that's my thoughts on that. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, I agree with you. I think that coming off of a championship run, taking Golden State to, what was it, six games? Yeah, it was six games, right? Um, Having the season they had and pretty much keeping the same roster, but adding Brogdon was a big piece to me. And it's unfortunate with the um, MAU-Duck situation unfolding the way it did and a lot of more things that I don't know about that I can't really like really give a side in or anything like that. But losing him is going to be as a coach is going to be difficult for them. And like you said, Jalen Brown has been in the trade rumors for like every single year with Boston. Like, oh, should we break the duo up or whatever? And legit, it works. And I think that I saw a video the other day of 
him and Jason Tatum working out, practice, going 1v1, and they seem to be doing fine. They seem to be, like, you know, not bothered by it. But I don't know if if they are able to, like, pull it all together with so many different distractions this summer. Um, I think they had a, a good plan as it started, like you said, with, with Brogdon being brought in and then you sign Gallinari but unfortunately he tears his ACL in international play um Robert Williams has to have surgery again so that's that's your your star center basically out and hurt again I don't see I, I of course see them making the playoffs but I have to see how they respond to the new to the interim head coach and if they have you know enough presence like i i think that like you said brogdon should be in the starting lineup i, I feel like that would make it a lot easier or at least if he's not in the starting like starting lineup he should be in rotation with tatum with brown to help facilitate so that they, he can get them open shots and he's a guy that can also spot up shooter, catch, you know, corner three, whatever. He can he can help spread the floor a lot as well. And that way, that's how I would do it too, because I feel like that way Marcus Smart can fo- focus more on the defensive end. He's gonna go get the, the best wing player on the on, best offensive player on the wing. Brogdon can, you know, also help on defense because he's a pretty like nice size point guard. And Overall, that will help them a lot. But I just, I honestly, I, I don't know if they get out of the first round right now because it's, it's just like so much that has happened. And I have to see how they mesh together with Brogdon, with Smart. And I mean, I think they, they can make it work, but it's just like a lot that's gone into it. And I feel like they can't really get into a, a slow start like they did last season unless Unless that's just how their their method is. We'll see. But um, I'm saying they're a playoff team, but they don't go far. <clears throat> so, you know, we're insane, but I was like, they should at least get the second round. Like, but you don't think they make it the first round. I mean, like, we'll I see. Know. I understand that we both have the same concerns. We both have the same concerns, though. Yeah. We really do. <clears throat> so, that just makes it just that much more interesting, though. Uh, let's move on to the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks, man. My my main thing with the Knicks is like what you don't got, <laughs> you know? Because you know they got Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. All right, no, I'm gonna start off with the projected starting five. So it's Jalen Brunson, Evan Fournier, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. Some key reserves include Quentin Grimes, uh, Quickly, Derrick Rose is still there, Bobby Toppin is still there, and Isaiah Hardenstein. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Okay. It's one of the league's best backup centers because he can pass, finish, and he's a good rim protector too. So nice. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh. As you all know, they were in the running to get Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I think Donovan actually wanted to be there, 
you still couldn't do it. Instead, you extended R.J. Barrett. I mean, uh, I mean, it's like the the Knicks have just been going downhill ever since Julius Randle's like most improved player season. It, it has not been impressive, not at all. First of all, I only know if R.J. Barrett was worth that extension. Mm. I don't know. I mean, but since you did do the extension, that means he's a franchise player. That's what yep. that means now. He's one of your franchise players that you have to build around now. And do you want to build around a player who shot 31% on pull-up twos and 25% on pull-up threes? It's rough. It's pretty, it's pretty rough. But he does get to the line pretty good. Um, knock down free throws. It's, he's a good defender. Um, he's a good defender. He's not great, but he's good. Good enough. Uh, uh, and, of course, the main addition is Jalen Brunson. Can Jalen Brunson continue what he did during the playoff series to get Dallas that, you know, that two to one series lead while Luka was out. Mm. Can he be that Jalen Brunson or was that just a flash in the pan? Those mm. are my questions that I need answered. Is Jalen Brunson that guy? Is he that guy? What do you think? Is he that guy? I think Jalen Brunson is not going to be a it's not going to elevate into a star right i don't think he's like i'm not i'm not saying he's not good but i'm not saying that he's going to be an all-star right let's just be real um jalen bronson signing with the knicks and getting the money he got is great for him but for the organization i feel like a lot of probably a lot of New York Knicks fans would say this, but I, I feel like that's he got he got over <laughs> he got over a little bit. Like he got a lot of money, which is good for him. Like I said, but, but do I think he takes them into a deep playoff run? Does he drop forty four to you know carry them into the next round or something like that? No, I think that he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna play great b- basketball. He's gonna help you know gel the team well. He's gonna be. He's a, he's gonna be good for them. I, I really do. But the focus is not on him. To me, it's not even about R.J. Barrett as much. I think Julius Randle has to become the centerpiece again. He has to be the focal point. He has to be better than he was in his most improved season because he is legitimately like their. To me, he could be their most versatile player. He's 6'8", 6'9", you know, big, strong, power four, athletic. He can, he can knock down the – he really needs to focus on the mid-range if he's going to take jump shots. Otherwise, I want to see him with his back to the basket, getting to the rim, being aggressive. I think that's when he's at his best, not on a pull-up three. I think Stephen A. Smith has talked about him dribble, dribble seven times, pull-up, step-back three. No, like, I, I, I'm not saying don't shoot threes. I'm not even saying don't shoot step-backs or, or don't handle the ball. Just be aggressive, 
and play to your strengths, not to if you're six nine, six ten, and a dude that's six six, six five, not even like close to your size is guarding you, go to the block. I think that's going to be important for for them, and I, I think that I, I like Emmanuel quickly a lot. He reminds me of a young Lou Williams type of player. Obi Toppin showed improvements to me last year. I think he's going to be a good uh, piece to come in off the bench. Um, them having their center, who I can't think of the name of right now for some reason. Um, what is their center's Mitchell name? Robinson. Mitchell Robinson. Thank Coming you. Back, it was, it was he, that's going to help. Mitchell Robinson is really, really good to have, like in the middle as a defensive. He's, he's to me like the modern DeAndre Jordan type player when he was with the Clippers, right? Like rim runner. He's seven footer. He can get up, block shots, catch lobs. He's gonna be a, a good presence on them for interior defense. And I, I think that R.J. Barrett's extension was it a bit much, maybe, but I like it because I think that R.J. Barrett is making the strides in the right direction, and I think that he'll be better too. And potentially, him and Julius could like co-head the team as like the leaders or the franchise guys to me i th- i think that i think that rj is going to improve even more so because i think he improved last season even though those weren't the best numbers with his pull-ups i think that he this this contract extension the knicks believing in him and i think new york's behind him i think that they're gonna give him that confidence to be an elite player i'm not even saying like superstar but I think he has all-star potential as well. But Julius Randle, to me, has to be the, the beast like he was. Well, even more so than that that year he got most improved. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Question is this, though. Where's the season projection for you? Did it make the playoffs? Did they make the play in? Mm. Do they right now tank for Victor? <laughs> I don't think they have the no, picks. No, so don't do not do tank. They can't even do it. I don't think. No. I don't think they have the picks like that. They don't have. They, they don't have, have any picks right now. Yeah. That that could get Victor enough. No, but Victor, yeah. I say, I say they go first round. At, and probably a first round exit. Wow. But really? they make the playoffs. I, I think New York in the playoffs is, is a good thing. I, I, I can I think that can happen. They'll be like eight seed, but I think they'll make the playoffs. Like if if they make it they'll be lower seed. I'm not gonna even say eight seed, but they're they're gonna be a lower seed for so, sure. So you're talking about they go through, so you're saying they go through the play in and win the play in and get into the actual playoffs. That's what you're saying. I mean, with the current setup, yeah, they'll probably be in the play in and then. Do they get out of the play in? I think they get out of the play in. Oh, I think they have a shot. I think they, make, I think they can make the play in, but they won't get past okay. the play in. To me, they'll at least make the play in. They should okay. at least make the play in. That means I'm expecting them to be at least an 8, 9, 10 seed. Which I think they're yeah. capable of doing that. 
they should be capable of doing that. They should be. I mean, you think so, but you thought they'd be more capable last year. But everyone was wrong. So, I mean, with RJ getting paid, I'm expecting him to ball out. You got to ball out to get the big payday. You got to ball out. At the same time, I thought Julius would ball out after winning his award. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's, I don't know. I just don't know. And then, so, this kind of goes to, this kind of goes against both of them. So, they both took a huge step back. So, him, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett. So, Mm. this is bad. So, Julius (laughs) Randle... He had an effective field goal percentage of 45.9%, which was the worst on the team. Mm. RJ Barry wasn't too far. He was at 46.6. Effective field goal percentage takes a, takes according to everything. We all know it takes account. Your um, free throws, threes, twos, all those percentages, and how effective you are. This says they're not effective scores. Yeah, his... Their scoring totally increased, but he's not very efficient. I'm talking about R.J. Barrett right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, put up 40 shots, you at least make 20. Uh, I mean, you at least make 20 point, get 20 points. I'm saying, and that's still not the most efficient. That's what I meant to say. If you, if you if you take 40 shots and make 20, that's very efficient. That's awesome. I meant you can at least get 20 points after taking 40 shots. That's what I was trying to say. Anyway. We'll see where they go. I say they get to the play-in. You got them actually in the playoffs. I'm surprised. I I can't. <laughs> they, have show me, they have to show me better, man. If they go back to the defensive-minded team, I think they could. You know, for, you know before they were like top four defense. That's, then, yeah. then last year they just dropped out, you know. That's the other thing. They have to lock in defensively. If they do I think that, that with them having tips, they're gonna be Yeah, Mitchell Robinson back. They they should be good. They should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they should. Let's talk about the Sixers. Honestly, Julius should go for defensive player of the year. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. He He should. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll let, me get, let me get your thoughts on the Sixers, man. Oh man. Shout out to PJ Tucker. Jimmy said it. Traitor. We don't like that guy. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, the Sixers, man, they they um they legit are contenders. I'll just go ahead and say it. They legit are contenders. After Joel Embiid's great, you know, second place MVP season, they were pretty good and. Obviously, James Harden was not very good. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't very good at all. But I think that's going to change this year, honestly. Joel's going to be still, a, to me, a top MVP candidate. James Harden should be hungry. I've, I've heard and I've seen him in practice this past summer. Uh, even him, like with body transformation dropping dropping the pounds 
I think he's got to be out for a revenge tour to show, oh, I'm still legit an MVP from four years ago at this point. They had Tobias Harris, who I think is a very great, versatile forward who can score it in multiple ways. They added P.J. Tucker, like I said, who's going to – who also has played with James Harden, understands his his role um, as a great – you know, corner three, spot up shooter. They're gonna bring toughness to the defense. Tyrese Maxey, super fast, just athletic young player, who I think is gonna uh, continue to ascend into this season. They legit have a good, good team. I think the only issue with them is when it comes to depth. Depth, I can't really think of just a lot of players that they have um and that's just maybe me but um what's the what's the Thibel? Yeah. he's there yeah, um, yeah i name for you they got Thibel. yeah yeah they got uh the they got the anthony melton which i thought was a melton that's what they traded for with yeah Memphis that, this year. Yeah, yeah yeah we thought that was a good pickup they yeah. got daniel house another harden yeah. houston type yeah he's playing with harden yeah and my Harrell, like you said Oh, yeah. yeah I, I forgot about it. I thought you mentioned them already. Yeah, they got Montrez. Well, actually, okay, that's that's better than I thought. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. I like that. I think they have a good yeah, a good Stiles, squad. Like you said earlier. Yeah. So I forgot about Montrez being there. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, okay. so you got them as contender for sure. They're legit contenders. They could come out of the East potentially. Um, I'll put them up there. I'll say a top four seed in the East for Philly. They should be, in my opinion. They should be. Um, Joel and B had a monster season. I think he deserved MVP. You know? Uh, I wonder that I'll light it and even hotter brighter fire under him to try to get it done you know and to come out and just dominate uh, there's I, there's just one thing for joel that he needs in my opinion to to have a really legit chance at winning mvp or just you know in general them being going and, and advancing further and that's just to stay healthy if he can just stay healthy and stay on the floor like Consistently, not and not miss too many games, not have head injuries and stuff. They'll be fine, and he could, he could probably get MVP. But he, it's just so it's hard for him to stay healthy, and it's 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 not from like he he showed us something last season. I mean, he actually stayed healthy for the most part. Um, so if he can do that again, that'll be great. But I have to question someone else on the team, James Harden. He did not look like the same James Harden. If this was this James Harden from like the Rockets, I would be like, yes, for sure. Yeah, automatically to the finals. But he he seems like he lost some of that explosiveness. You know, he's thirty three now. <laughs> Joel Embiid's gonna be twenty nine in March. So this team is getting older. Compared to like yeah. teams like the Boston Celtics, who are pretty young. So, yeah, for sure. Um, 
can Harden stay healthy the whole season? You know, uh, how will he play? Yeah. I do feel like the more time that you have together to play, the better. They'll be able to build more chemistry with each other. I think that'll be a positive for them. And to actually start the season on the same team and stay on that team will help with that chemistry being formed, you know? So, because, uh, you know, they both start out the season with different players and schemes, you know? Yeah. You got to have a certain scheme when you play with Ben Simmons, you know? So, uh, I feel like the whole training camp and, you know, whatever offseason work they put in, Mm-hmm. I think it'll help. I think they have the potential to be like a really top offense this year. Just think about the potential. Can, can you imagine how deadly those pick and rolls will be with Harden and Joel and B? If nice. they get those, like, that would be dominant. So I just have to see. I just have to see. That's Like I said, I agree with you. And uh, they do have a little bit more depth. I mean, if you can stagger the minutes, that'll be great. You know, to where you keep either Harris or Maxi or Harden on the floor. You know. Yeah. So they have a shot. They have a shot. So we both got them in the playoffs, of course. Um, if healthy. If healthy. That's, that's the key. That's the thing. That's the thing. The health part. Yeah, that's 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 what we got. That's, that's what we got. Oh yeah. yeah, Philly. Philly should be good. They should be exciting this year. So, looking forward to see what they do. Just stay healthy. Yeah, that's all they gotta do. Let's touch on the Raptors real quick. Um. So, shout out to Scotty Barnes again for winning Rookie of the Year. <laughs> um, winning that says a lot. Um, he's a very he's a very impressive uh, talent going through his sophomore year. Uh, we'll see how he improves. Other than that, they have Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi. Pascal Siakam, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. So their key reserves include, they got Otto Porter this year. Oh, that's a key addition. Mm-hmm. They got Daddy Young. Uh, Precious Achua, I think that's, I hope I pronounce his name right, but yeah. He's a... Uh, Achua, yeah. Yeah. Kim Birch, too, so. Yeah, I mean... Honestly, the Raptors' defense can be formidable. Uh, for example, last year they ranked in the top 10 defensively. So, uh, if they keep up that defense, they can have a shot to win any game if they have the defense. Offensively is the question for me. Uh, last year, they ranked middle of the pack, ranked 15th in offense. So it makes sense because it's like there's nothing that's really 
sticks out to me as far as that goes. Um, Fred Van Vliet played. They, I mean, they had moments, you know. Yeah. They had moments. I still remember like Fred Van Vliet having some moments last season. So, and Pascal Siakam kind of showed up towards uh, late in the season. So, I mean, I have them making the playoffs at least, though. I think I'll make the playoffs. That's not. I agree with that. What you got? No, I agree with the playoffs for the Raptors. They have a legitimate, very nice front court when you think about it. When you talk about Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year, Pascal Siakam. Um, trying to think of other one of the other guys, Chris Boucher, who was a very long forward. They got a lot of good wings. Like, uh, thanks, I think KD said this this summer or in the past couple of months. Like, it's a wing league. Like, legitimately, all these dudes, like 6'9, six, 6'8, six, wingspans, seven foot, they can be monstrous on defense. They can really bother teams. They can switch pretty much with anyone because all these guys we just talked about are pretty versatile. I mean, like, they're only, honestly, they're only, like, really big defensive liabilities come from Van Vliet and probably Gary Trent Jr. I don't think he's very much a, a defensive player, but I think they make up for, for what they bring to the, offensive, uh, to the offensive side of the ball. And Fred Van Vliet had a very good season this past season. He was a first-time All-Star as well. Um, so I, I think that They'll be consistent in how they were last year. Kind of middle of the pack, but I think they have potential. You know what I mean? I, I, I would, I'll definitely say they're a playoff team. And I hope they, you know, I think they just need really for someone to be like that guy. Like Pascal was dealing with injury coming back and hopefully he'll be better, healthy, and be legit ready to go, you know what I mean? So maybe they just need a, a leader, scorer type player. Maybe he can be that. But otherwise, they'll be really good defensively. They'll collectively uh, score. Gary Trent can really shoot it, so they'll be fine. And kind of like a, I would say, fifth to fifth, kind of looking on the outside end of the top top teams in the league. Or in the East. Yeah, we're on the same page there. Good point about them in the outfielders, that guy. We thought it was Siakam early on, but you never know. We'll, we'll have to see. All right, let's get to our last uh, preview for tonight. Let's talk about this team right here. Uh-oh. The team everybody knows. We've been hearing <laughs> about the all season. Brooklyn Nets. And just before we start, I want you to just, just listen to this projected starting lineup, man. Like, got Kyrie Irving. Joe Harris is coming back. Kevin Durant. Ben Simmons. Nick Clash. I mean, hmm. this team right here. That's a nice lineup. Yeah, I just thought about something with this lineup, though. Mm -hmm. You'll have two players 
If I need a foul, I'll foul him. <laughs> and Ben Simmons uh -oh. and Nick Claxton. I mean, I'm interested to see how they dial this up. Because technically you have two dunkers. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. That's the only thing. The floor won't be as spaced. But Ben is best with the ball. It's just in his hands. You know? You're not going to have him just off standing in the corner. You know, I did probably want him in the dunker spot, but you have Nick Claxton already there. He can't go to the corner. What are you going to do? I mean, they also have some other reserves. They got Seth Curry, Patty Mills. They got Royce O'Neal, which I think is a great pickup. Cam Thomas, TJ Warren. I mean, this roster is like legit. They got depth. It's just about how do you plan to stagger these players? Yeah. I mean, of course you don't start Kyrie. You're gonna start KD. You're gonna start Joe Harris. I mean, Gotta have a center. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how we'll play this line, man. I have no clue. But defensively, you get a boost from Ben Simmons in the lineup, for sure. Yeah. That'll help make up for the backcourt defense. <laughs> and Ben Simmons can guard whoever. So, yeah. That's one positive. It's just, I'm not sure how it worked out. Hmm. Uh, this is probably going to be a whole lot of ISO. <laughs> a lot of ISO. Yeah, pretty ISO heavy in Brooklyn. I agree with that. That's the only way I can think of. There's no other way to just. I can't think of anything. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh... I think for me, you see Ben Simmons in there as the four, as like, a, oh, he's going to kind of clog it up because he can't shoot. I think he's the X Factor because if I throw him in, and if you go with this projected lineup, right? Yeah, he's, he's technically the four, but Ben is going to be able to, get the ball in transition, right? He's going to get the ball off the glass, off the rebound. He can take the ball up the court himself. He'll get them easy transitional buckets, easy open shots for KD, Kyrie, Joe Harris, the shooters. That's going to be good in transition. And then the half court, yeah, you don't get as much spacing, but imagine a pick and roll, Kyrie. You got KD, that's a pick and roll. You got Kyrie and Ben, that's a pick and roll. And even if Ben isn't like rolling to the basket, he's a playmaker. So he's going to be able to see the floor and help get. If 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 it's him and KD in a pick and roll, you, that's that's a double edged sword because KD is going to easily rise up for a jumper. Or if you leave Ben Simmons open, or he's he's, he's at the rim, lob it up. Even if he don't get to the rim completely with Ben, and he gets a, a 
a little drop-off pass, kind of like mid-post or mid-range. He's smart enough to be able to find either another shooter on the opposite side, Joe Harris, or easily get, you know, draw the defense in because he's attacking Nick Claxton gets the easy drop-off dunk. So I think that, yeah, at times it can be a bit of a spacing issue, but at the same time, there's a lot of potential for his playmaking. I've, and and now that he has two weapons like Kyrie and KD to to just feed the ball to, he's in a pretty good situation. Otherwise, like he was feeding it to Joel on the block, pick and rolls with some other guys. But now he's playing with two other offensive super weapons, basically. And I, I think that he has a lot more that he can bring to this team than what then his situation in Philly. But I agree with you. Like at times it's going to be like, all right, then if he hasn't improved his shooting at any, at much, and I'm not expecting him to be shooting it, you know, but if he hasn't improved the shooting at all, it's not going to be in the world for him. He'll suck at times, but it won't be the end. made a very good point. He had me thinking about it a little differently. I think if they play ISO heavy, that'll kind of go against them. You think about it. Because I don't have to worry about certain yeah. players. I can just focus on you. So the best way to count that is like what you were saying, the pick and rolls will definitely help. The more involved they are. As long as you probably have one of them involved in pick and roll, you have more space in that point. You have more opportunities to score that way. Uh, say, for example, pick and roll with uh, Kyrie and Nick, for example. Right. Uh, Joe spacing mm-hmm. it out. Katie's spacing it out. Uh, Simmons could be in the far, but he can, like, cut if he wants to. If they drop. Yeah. Just cut. I mean, like, it's, there's different ways to handle it. But go back to what we said earlier in our earlier session is Steve Nash going to be able to dial it up are the players going to actually listen to you you know yeah are they willing to listen to your schemes factors yeah you know uh, is Steve Nash capable of like he's a smart player but he hasn't proven himself to be the best coach I mean can he do that can you put the players in the best position to be successful? Because um, off talent alone, this team is definitely making the playoffs. I'll... Some backdoor cuts. It, it can be. It can be special. I, I, I feel like they have the right kind of. I want to say that he won summer league MVP, so he's a legit scorer that can also do some damage. I, I think they have. A pretty decent squad. Patty Mills, another great shooter, um, playmaker. Just overall smart guys. Uh, like we said earlier, the leadership is it going to be where it needs to be, and and with the with the players buy into it. Yeah. What was it? <clears throat> Very good points. We just have to see. 
Otherwise, they're definitely like Eastern Conference Finals contenders for sure. Like the very least. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's it for our. Uh, <laughs> that's it for our preview for the Atlantic Division for right now. You know, next time we can. We're going to head up with some other divisions. Y'all stick with us for that. But now we want to introduce our final segment for today. It's a new segment we have here. It's, going, it's called the Final Switch. This is where me and Zay can talk about whatever we want. Uh, wherever our gripe is with whatever issue, whatever it is, it could be something basketball related not basketball related whatever so it's like the last word basically yeah without further ado i'm let my <laughs> calls at the first round of this man all right go ahead uh so this summer man it was a, it was a pretty good summer for basketball and i just got a shout out uh i got a shout out asia wills asia wilson man asia legit has like become one of my favorite players to watch um simply just balled out this year and she's just like super funny in press conferences bro <laughs> like shout out to asia wilson shout out to the las vegas aces shout out to becky hammond for winning her first NBA, WNBA championship in her first year as a head coach i don't think anyone's ever done that so shout out to her um shout out to the aces shout out to kelsey plum Chelsea, great, man. Great, um, legit, like, just great season from them overall. Like, I, I feel like every – I didn't catch every game, obviously. But most of the games I saw, the, the Aces seemed to just be dominating, whether it was Asia, whether it was uh, Kelsey, like, all of them. Just they were, they were legit. And shout-out to Asia for MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, NBA WNBA champion, FIBA world champion, like just winning at every level, like legitimately, like great, great game, great left hand, little jump shot, like that's my that's my final switch. Bro. I just had to shout them out. I got more, but um, I'm gonna use it for for them. I just want to shout them out. Shout out to to the Aces, to 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 Asia. And it's still free, Beachy. We miss you. Can't wait to get you back home. See you back over here. So that's my that's my final final switch, final take for the day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Shout out to Asia. All right, mine is gonna be on. All right, as y'all know, I'm an <laughs> OKC fan. <laughs> Oh, okay, I figure you're going this direction. It's kind of twofold a little bit. I mean, uh, I'm gonna stick with this. Okay, see, we took when Bayama went off. He is the man. He's the future. I need you to tank like you never tanked before. I need you to shoot air balls. I need you to brick the. I need you to brick. I need the coach to play the bench most of the minutes. I need Shay to just rest, just just uh do your own thing, man. Play 2K, cause we ain't win no games this year. 
We are going to lose. <laughs> We're going to lose the best we can. I'm saying this to uplift y'all. Lift you up. I need you to do your very best and lose. Oh, Someone yeah. get this man victory by <laughs> I mean, we already lost Chet. So what? We lost Chet already. He's out for the mm. season. Mm. Unfortunately. Shout out to Chet. Uh, pray you uh, heal well. But can you imagine Chet with Victor Wimbayama in the front court? <laughs> a 7-4 and a 7-2. Both ball handles shoot. Oh, man. Come on. Please tank, man. Please tank. That's my final switch. Tank. Go ahead and tank. <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. Okay, see, you need to suck more so than ever for the cube. Because apparently, just go home and play 2K. Don't even come to the game. Don't even dress out. Nope. Y'all just... Y'all just be at the arena. Yeah, we need to lose. Oh, this man said, tank like you never tanked before. I am, I am taking it back. Okay. That's what we need. Okay. That's what we need, man. How you want? I mean, shout out to, shout out to Victor Win, win by Da. Ah. Victor Win by yep. Yama. Y'all gonna learn his name. Victor Win by Yama. When he's playing, ah. OKC, he's playing with us. I can't OKC. talk right now. Wait, see what this one OKC. Banyana? Say it one more time. Victor Winbayama, like you'll win by Dang, win I can't Yama. talk today. Yes. That's embarrassing. Y'all gonna but... his name. Oh yeah, him and his and teammate. His OKC jersey. <laughs> I can't believe they definitely I can't believe that though. You still can't tell me that's what it is. <laughs> if y'all watched the game clip, last right? night, y'all should know what he's talking about. If y'all saw the game yesterday. Player he's oh, to. shout out to Victor Wimbayama's teammate. Um, hang on, let me look up the name, his first name, because I know apparently, his last name. Apparently, you're telling the truth. <laughs> so, this is a French basketball, French professional basketball player that plays with uh, Victor Wimbayama's international team over there. I'm not sure if this is the correct pronunciation, but the announcer said it in the game. G League and, and this French international team played. Steve Ho you fat. <laughs> you actually said it better than I think in the broadcast, I think. You said it pretty better. He said it too slow. That's what I it think was. That, that's like, what I it was. He said it super it slow. You said it. No. I was like, okay, that sounds legit. You know, that I man like, said on the on the on the <laughs> <laughs> the announcer was like, "Hold you fat," <laughs> which is like, okay, That's so like, bad. but That's so shout bad. out to Steve, hold you fat. He didn't make his three, but hey, everyone knows that name now. <laughs> Yo, whatever you first oh. told me about that, I was like, no way. Shout out to Steve, hold you fat. Shout out to Victor Wimbayama. I think I said it right that time. Yep. Shout out to the OKC Thunder, man. Um, I guess we'll see you win no games this year for Q. So, and shout I mean, out to Chet. Um, I mean, it's fine they soon. win one. For every one you win, lose five. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> every one game you win, lose five in a row. 
I don't think I've ever heard anyone request that their team lose five games for every one that they win. I don't think I've ever heard that until today. Listen, so every at the victor's game, every I promise <laughs> you, if your team's not in playoff contention, you're gonna ask your team to tank. I mean, it's everybody. It's not gonna be just me. Y'all watch. Watch the Spurs gonna try to tank. With Greg Popovich. Watch. Hmm. Watch. I'm telling y'all, everybody's gonna try to tank. Right, we won't head on out of here though. Thank y'all for rocking with us. We'll be on again soon. We'll be talking about the uh we'll focus on the Western Conference division and uh give you some more NBA news and updates. You can know how it is here. So appreciate y'all. And uh yeah, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, I forgot, man. Look at the ticker down there. <laughs> like, if you want more from us, like, go ahead and do what that thing says. Scan the code. We on Facebook. We there. We there. We there. Scan this code to subscribe to our YouTube. I know some of y'all watching on Facebook. Y'all can watch on YouTube as well and vice versa. You scan this QR code, check out our website. This has updates on it. Please do that. You listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that other stuff. So, man, I completely forgot to play that ticker. But you know, it's all good. But uh, this is Killer Guru. I'm signing off. Appreciate y'all. Oh, yeah. Like you said, continue to like, share, and subscribe. Switch Masters are back. We're happy to have another season, another season of NBA basketball coming along. And, you know, make sure y'all shout out to our sponsor, SS96. I'll see you in the chat, my guy. Go get that merch, 15% off. We still got that promo code. We're still running it back. Got new merch out there. But anyway, yeah, man, y'all keep rocking with us. We appreciate it. Um, go check out my own YouTube as well, Executive Productions. I got some new music out there. New stuff to come. We working. We appreciate y'all. I'm Zadie, executive producer, and we'll see y'all next time, man.